0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBA with Arden Moore, this show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Arden
1: Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, groomer has it, and I did say groomer. Groomer has it that we don't just have a good guest on our show today; we have a great guest today who has international acclaim. She is known internationally as a competitive master groomer on Groom Team USA. She also is uh, the head of the grooming, you can tell me more about this, Heart and Paw. And she loves pets to be able to look their finest. Please give paws and applause to the one and only Helen Schaefer. Welcome to the show, Helen. Thanks for having me, Arden. Are you ready for this?
2: I think so. I, don't know. I thought it was, but now I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: I do know that you can answer this question. What is the largest organ on the body of a dog or a cat? The skin. Yay! (laughs) She knows her stuff. And you make a lifetime career out of making sure coats and skin are healthy, correct?
2: That is correct. I'm actually a certified canine esthetician, too. I took specialized courses for skin and coat care.
1: Nice, nice. My dogs, Kona and Emma, are sitting back there going, do you think she could come over and give me a makeover? But you also help cats, and uh, we're going to dive into all of that. But I understand way back, whatever, you don't look that old to me, but way back, When You weren't a little girl going, when I grow up, I'm going to be a certified, internationally acclaimed pet groomer and an esthetician for pets. What were you doing in corporate America when the light bulb came out?
2: Um, I was actually a project manager for a printing brokerage company.
1: That sounds exciting.
2: It was so exciting, let me tell you. My biggest client was Comcast. Oh, so okay. when you sign up for the internet welcome kits and they give you like the like welcome to the internet, that was my job.
1: All right. We're going to find out how she went from cable to coats after mm-hmm. we take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. OBEHAVE is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
1: Welcome back to the OBEHAVE show on pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. On our show today is the one and only Helen Schaefer. We're going to go through some of your little acclaims. Because you are the master groomer at Heart and Paw. What is that, Heart and Paw?
2: Um, Heart and Paw is a Philadelphia startup. It's a vet-driven pet center. So every center is a full vet hospital with radiology. You know, we do dental, surgery, the whole general practice.
1: Nice. Some of
2: us do specialties. And then most centers have daycare as well for the dogs. Wow. Wow. I was going to say for the
1: uh, for the employees when they want a little R&R. Right,
2: right, yeah. And then most of the centers also have style services, so the pet grooming.
1: So how did you go from corporate America to becoming one of the best? And you're on Groom Team USA, which I love that. I don't know if you have a chant clip clip snip snip i don't know do you have a chant for groom team usa you gotta have one
2: we don't but i think that uh the groom team board meeting's coming up so i I will set that proposal out for them
1: clip clip snip snip (laughs) make your dog hip hip oh come on
2: (laughs) no it's very catchy (laughs) okay you
1: can do it you can do it but it isn't easy to have a pair of scissors or clipping shears And all dogs, all cats have different attitudes, different needs. So I'm assuming there is not one fits all kind of approach, do you take?
2: That's correct. I think it's really important to be well-rounded in our handling skills and to be able to read the animal on our table. There's a, I teach a behavior class, Handling 101 for Barkley Productions. That's one of the largest producers of grooming seminars throughout the United States.
1: Wow. Give us a couple of tips because I have a nice groomer in Dallas, shout out to Omar, because I have, I don't need Kona as much, she's a terrier mix, but Emma is a poodle slash chihuahua (laughs) slash canine cocktail. And I know that there are different needs. We had a Bernese mountain dog mix, so there's a double coat right there. (laughs) So can you give a couple of tips For people in between visits, when I think you should go to a professional groomer, at least, you know, as often as it dictates for your pet's coat. But, you know, sometimes you're doing a little touch up.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. One of the most important things is to keep the mats at bay. Okay. Matting, a lot of people brush at home and they think they're doing a great job. But the problem with the matting is that it starts closer to the skin than anyone really thinks. Oh, it's not okay. a tangle on the end. It's a tangle near the skin because what happens is you mentioned Bernice mountain dogs are double coated. Most dogs are, most dogs have two or three different types of hair and the undercoat doesn't have a totally formed cuticle. So it oh. doesn't lay smooth. It has okay. more of um, like a rough feel to it. And you can see it. That's what would, if you have a shedding dog is all over your house. It's, that light, fluffy stuff, and it all gets caught on on each other and creates the dust bunnies.
1: Yes. (laughs) Have you been to my house before I'm supposed to vacuum?
2: (laughs) I have Cocker Spaniels. Okay. But what happens is the undercoat absorbs a lot of the sebum and the dander. So the, the shedding skin cells, they shed their skin cells just like we do all day long. And then it tangles up into those guard hairs, which is what gives your dog that color and shiny coat. You can have one guard hair per hair follicle, but yeah. up to 20 to 30 of those undercoat hairs per hair follicle. Are you kidding? No. And so yeah. even, even dogs we don't think about having undercoat like Yorkies, they still do have some undercoat. There's very few actual single-coated dogs
1: just wow. because of genetics. Right. Even the hairless dogs have some hair. I feel like I'm getting schooled and I'm happy about <laughs> it. So, what is a good tip you can give people on what they need to do with a comb or a brush? Obviously, working with your groomer on picking the right grooming brush or tool that fits the coat of your pet, but in between visits, what are you suggesting?
2: Absolutely, definitely check with your groomer for the the, the tools that are proper for your dog's coat. Right. But you want to brush thoroughly at least maybe once a week. For the very, very long dog. So, you Give know. Give me a breed. Yeah. A couple times a week. The longer the hair is, the more often it needs to be touched up.
1: Okay. That's why I keep my hair short.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but brushing first and then checking with a comb. The comb should slide through the, the hair without too much resistance. Uh-huh. And It's very important if you find that resistance to not try to yank the comb and instead go back and work it with a brush. Good a tip. Really, yeah, A really old school tip is if you have cornstarch, you can rub it into a mat and it will help heal that hair because it'll oh. fill in the gaps of the cuticle and it loosens up that mat to help facilitate it being brushed out. And because it is an all natural product, it's not going to affect the skin or the coat in a negative way
1: you're like uh, doogie hauser and the good doctor all in one i mean you are pulling out things that most guests do you know i get like three tips we haven't even got to the halfway mark and you already are like hitting us with some good stuff there's enthusiasm there i mean yeah. what is it about grooming that is really really gets you going i mean i love it i love people that <laughs> love what they do
2: um uh, i do love what i do I was actually in spain over the weekend grooming um <laughs> I'm a little crazy about it, but one of the things, I get bored easily. I need okay. to always be learning something, and I'm not great at routine. So that's one of the things that I love about grooming is even though it's the same skill set applied over and over again, every day is a little different. Every pet's a little different. Every visit's a little different, and there's no limit to what you can learn about grooming. I'm never going to know everything about grooming. There's always going to be something new to learn. There's always going to be a new product, a new technique, a new, you know, breed of dog that I haven't gotten to work on before or a new hairstyle style that I haven't gotten to do. And so that's exciting. I like that. It's like food, too. When you are a groomer, like I, I mentioned, I travel internationally to compete. But when I go there, a lot like food is a universal language. Dogs are a universal language. You know, people love their pets. And so it kind of makes the world a little bit of a closer place, not smaller, but closer together.
1: Yeah. So where are some of the places you've been outside of the USA?
2: I recently competed in Belgium um, at Grumania, which was the world championship tournament. I was not on the the U.S. team for the championship, but I did compete in the individuals and I assisted
1: the uh, travel team. How'd you do?
2: I finished my dogs. Um,
1: <laughs> did you get some Belgian chocolate?
2: I got some Belgian chocolate. We got some mussels. We got waffles. We did the whole thing. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a different level competing internationally and knowing that you were with the best, absolute best in the world. It was just an honor to be there. And I, I'm very proud of the work that I did.
1: Do you remember, uh, I hope you do. Cause I think you should. What's yeah. been the best performance you've done internationally?
2: I won there's a special class in Canada called the dual dual
1: dual dual
2: the dual dual and it's two groomers competing on one dog at the same really yeah and I did that with one of my best friends it was actually the weekend we met we had never met in person before that
1: what kind of dog and shout out to your friend
2: my friend's name is cat early so hey girl hey and then hey uh, hey And it was a Cocker Spaniel because that's really what bonded us together As we both compete with and love Cocker Spaniels.
1: So you were both on the same dog. So, I mean, you really do also have to watch the behavior response and cues from this dog mm-hmm. because there's double action scissors and clippers. So what was some ways that you made that dog feel at home while you and she went to town?
2: Again, I think, it, like you said, it's very important to pay attention to the pet on your table and watch their comfort level. Dogs okay. dogs respond to us. You know they don't pull away or growl or nip or show their teeth because they're trying to ruin our day. No, I, think I think a know. lot of I think a lot of people like think like oh they did that to me and it's not they're not doing it to you they're doing it about something they're scared um, they're scared nervous in pain you know a lot of dogs have arthritis or joint issues that even at a young age like six. They can, they can start feeling those effects. I mean, I, I'm not that old and I feel it in my back all the time. I have a vertebrae that's sacralized and I get arthritis around it. So I get arthritis okay. pain. Okay. The same thing can happen to your dog. You wouldn't necessarily know that they had that structural issue. How did the
1: dog do? And tell us about the actual, how long did it take to do a dual-dual?
2: Uh, it takes about two hours. And she did really well. Yeah. So we come with the dog bathed and prepped. It's nice having a second set of hands because there is a lot of action going on in that group because it's not just us two, it's other teams as well with dogs and music and people watching. Yeah. When she did get nervous, one of us would be able to like pet her head, talk to her softly, keep a calm energy about us. You know, maybe we needed to step back because we're crowding her. So it was things like that, that we really. So how did you know, guys how did finish?
1: finish? How did you finish?
2: Oh, uh, we, we won.
1: Woo! Yeah. All right. Did the doggy get an extra special grade a level treat?
2: Oh, she sure did. Our theme our theme was Lady in the Trance. So we had spaghetti and we shared.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Hey, everybody, we're talking to a, a certified master groomer. She is Helen Schaefer and she's with Heart and Paw. Want you to check that site out, heartandpaw.com after the show. But when we come back, I hope she can dive into the meow, some gentle kitty techniques because there's some cats out there that, yeah, they're good self-groomers, but they want to look fantastic. So. Everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages.
1: Let's talk pets.
2: Let's talk
0: pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
2: Hey y'all, it's Kelly Pickler, and you're listening to Arden Moore on Old Behave on Pet Live Radio. I love y'all.
0: We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Old Behave. Here's Arden.
1: Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm digging Helen Schaefer. I wish you lived in Dallas. You live <laughs> in the Philly area, right? That is
2: correct, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, years ago I was at uh, Rodale Press. I lived in E. Pennsylvania. It sounds like a <laughs> billy goat, doesn't it? E. Yes. <laughs> Pennsylvania a uh, home of prevention and men's health where I worked. But I love the Lehigh Valley, and that whole area is really, really nice. Kitty cats, the Cat Fancier Association, the International Cat Association, TICA. There's other registries. You know, they've been around a long time. There's not as many cat breeds as there are dogs. But what they these associations have been doing is also recognizing the household cat division, So I have a couple of mutt cats, a couple of ginger kitties. When should somebody even think to uh, pick up the phone and call someone like you to do a groom job on a cat? If they're not in the show. I mean, I'm talking like regular, and then we'll go to purebred. Regular pet
2: cats, yes. A lot of people think that cats don't benefit from grooming, but that's not true. Yes, they lick their arms and their fur, but it's usually to remove pollen or other irritants that are bothering them, or to even cool themselves down. That's a method of them cooling their own bodies down. But the real benefit to grooming a cat is not only does it make the, the cat feel good, because they do tend to have a drier, thinner skin, so it's important to keep moisture in it. Oh, good. But it also reduces any allergens that they produce off, because when they do lick themselves, that is that saliva protein is actually what most people are allergic to. The FI
1: 1378 hike, hike, right?
2: Yep, yep. All right. And then it's always easier to bathe and brush out a cat versus shaving one down. Oh, okay. Especially the long-haired cats can get quite mad at, And maintenance baths and brushing make it more part of their routine versus this traumatizing thing where, okay, now we have to catch the cat. Okay. And they have their own kitty agenda. They do not like that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think my cats wear invisible watches. They know exactly to the minute when I should be in the kitchen preparing their food.
2: Oh yeah, no, they have a routine. They're living their best lives. And then all of a sudden we're going to grab them, shove them in a little box, take them in the car and then drop them off at a strange place. And it's not part of their routine. So now they're extra upset. So one of the things that I, um, I always do when we get cats in is that we use feel away, which is a pheromone spray. Right, right. We have a special cat area. So they're not groomed with the dogs, which helps. Yes. And so we leave them kind of in their carrier. We spray a towel with the feel away and I let them sit and relax for 30 minutes. So that way they can kind of see what's going on, get used to the smells, the sounds. And then we go and see like, I like that.
1: I'm a fear-free certified professional national speaker, and what mm-hmm. you're describing is exactly that: reducing fear, anxiety, and stress in an animal that has five weapons of mass destruction and a oh, flexible <laughs> spine.
2: <laughs> right, very <laughs> flexible. We actually we we had one today that we have to we had to like kind of stop and, and talk to the owner about maybe getting some PVPs on, which is generally here we prescribe gabapentin or trazodone. I was going to so, ask you, yeah,
1: Gabi, mm-hmm. gabapentin's been for. Everybody, neither one of us are veterinary pharmacists or veterinarians, but check with your veterinarian because it is a quick acting, no big make the cat drunk or anything. And it comes in and out real quick. And it's kind of a just a chilling kind of mm-hmm. just take like a chill pill kind of cat medicine. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. It takes off that anxiety edge. It helps reduce that fight or flight response. And yes, obviously, I'm not a vet, but I
1: Hart and Paul is a vet. So that's, But you play you know, with, you work with some.
2: Yeah. We, we work with some. I play one on TV. Uh,
1: (laughs) Well, with cats too. So that's cool for the average kitty cat. Do you get any cats that are going to cat shows that may be, let's say, let's do a couple extremes. The very, very hairy Maine Coon versus the Sphinx. Like somebody, where's my coat? I can't find my coat. I'm naked.
2: I don't do show cats or I have not had the pleasure to, but I do do Sphinx here. Oh, really? Okay. Do, the cat I was about earlier is a, a Maine Coon. So with the Sphinx, a lot of it is keeping that skin healthy. So yeah. they need to be moisturized. A sugar scrub or a salt scrub really? is usually a great option. They can get those clogged follicles, which we consider on a human blackhead. Same thing with the kitty cat, especially over the violet gland on the tail. Oh. Um, we, we call it stud tail, but that's where their pheromones are produced. So they do end up with a lot of extra dander and dirt that accumulates there because of the extra pheromones and sebum.
1: Okay, and with the dog breeds, because one quote I saw you attributed to you said uh, you have a slogan where every dog is a work of art. What do you mean by that, Helen? So I
2: I did own prior to joining Hart and Paul, I owned my own salon for a while. I have a business degree, and then realized that I hate paperwork, which I should have known from
1: You'd rather (laughs) have snippers and clippers and combs and brushes. Oh, my, right? Yes,
2: yes. So I'm, I'm much happier being a leader at a company than the owner of my own. Gotcha. Um, But that was my my shop slogan, because I think that no matter where that dog comes from, or it's pedigree, or if it's a rescue, or if it's, you know, a two legged, three tooth chihuahua that like drugged off the alleyway. That's somebody's family member. And we have an obligation to make them feel as comfortable and as pretty as they can be. And you know, like that's somebody's beloved pet. And and I think that that's the most important thing that when you are an animal practitioner, that you keep that in mind. It's not just a patient, a client, a paycheck. It's Somebody's family. somebody's
1: most priceless asset. And yeah. I got to tell you, we found our little Emma Gemma on the streets running around with no collar, no microchip, right at the start of COVID in our neighborhood, and she looked like a zombie dog. I thought she was an old dog, mm-hmm. matted everything, and she had heartworms. So someone oh, wow. must have dumped her. And because it's a very slow, expensive, but everything good. She's she's bounced back. But I got to tell you when she was strong enough to get a real professional groom when I picked her up from Omar she had the biggest grin on her face talk about the transformation that happens in some of these pets that just look come in like oh my gosh what happened to you and now they look like they're you know styling they should be walking Ooh. the catwalk
2: <laughs> Yeah no and they feel good you know it's just like us when we get our hair done and we we feel great right yeah, And somebody tells us, oh, your hair looks great. And then you feel even better. And that's the nice thing. It's that energy because you can see that that dog feels better and you're happy about it. And so they're feeding off of that. That's the same thing I always tell people when, you know, a lot of first time dog owners occurred during COVID yeah. and they would have to, you know, they're not prepared. You know, it was, I'm home. I've always wanted a dog. Now's the time. And that's right. great. Welcome to the family.
1: Um- <laughs> but, but they're not self-care. Uh, yeah, they're not,
2: they're not born knowing English. They don't groom themselves. And so, you know, there was a lot of that, like, shock, especially with the grooming salons in Pennsylvania were closed for five months. Oh, wow. Needing to, like, start the coat over,
1: you know, wow. and that wow. happens
2: to everyone. And um, a lot of, there's a lot of reviews, if you dig deep enough on on any random grooming page, I'm sure, about the dog feeling shame. Like, oh, I can't believe it. My dog's hiding from me. And a lot of it is the way that dogs are responding to us. So if you're upset that they're shaved, they're going to feel upset. If you're happy that they feel better because those mats were pulling at their skin, And you know it's going to grow back, and they look so much more. They they look relieved. Yeah, they're going to be positive and happy. And you know, I think that it's important on both sides of the the grooming appointment to have a good, like, find a groomer that you
1: click with, and and you click with, and you clip with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think that's true. Different style. Yeah, because when I had my senior dog Cleo. I knew, cause I do head to tail assessments on her at the time regularly, she was a retired surfing dog and <laughs> I would find the skin tags on her. And I don't think I'm insulting Omar the groomer when I'd say, hey Omar, remember Cleo's little skin tags are here, here and here. And is that helpful? I mean, what are some things we can do? We got a few minutes left to help us help the groomer, to help our pet.
2: I think that that's helpful. But I, I also think too, I think the most helpful thing that owners can do is, okay. and this is, sounds really weird, but to remember that groomers are humans, you know, okay. and, Thank you. and they're very artsy. And so we're very soft people. We would not work with dogs if we didn't love dogs. We wouldn't, uh, trust me, like this is backbreaking hard work that it's a lot of dedication and they are only human. So I think- Just having understanding and also listening to the groomer when sometimes concerns are brought up and we can't legally diagnose something. I can't say your dog has an ear infection. Right. I can say I noticed that they're scratching at their ears and they look red and they smell funny and you should. They smell like stale Fritos. (laughs) Yeah. And so a lot of times when you say that, because I can't say, hey, you have it. Your dog has an ear infection. Hey, your dog has a lot of signs of gingivitis. That's me diagnosing I can get in trouble for that. Right. But I think that sometimes owners don't understand like, we're trying to tell you there's a real issue here. And then they go to their vet, and the vet's like, well, it has an ear infection. And then you get the, the complaint or the review or the, I'm not coming back because you didn't tell me my dog had an ear infection. It's like,
1: But that's okay. It's part of it is you're in the industry as a leader, but you're also in the industry as an educator. So you're trying to help both groomers and the pet public, right? Yes. And I think you brought up a good point. We have to realize we have to stay in our lane, but you're being proactive and showing something that needs veterinary attention.
2: Right. And so it's, it's important that like, Customers understand, like, I'm not saying your dog's neglected because this happened. I'm not, but right. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, like, hey, Fluffy's getting older and she's having a hard time walking. And, like, maybe we need to think about a little bit of a diet or some, like, supplements because, you know, that, that affects their joints. And I think people are, just love their pets so much. And, like, owners are very sensitive about their pet. And groomers also, I will say, they get really upset when something's in the news and there's always things happen and nobody an accident is an accident and we never want it to happen, but you always get the like 20 calls afterwards. Like, did you see in the news? And like, it's almost like we did it. And it's, you know, so.
1: Well, I'm going to say on the air, we are with one of the best professional (laughs) master groomers in the country who I can feel the love, the big heart, the care. And she's both a student and a teacher. And like I said, if I lived in the Philly area, I would get out of the Philly uh, cheesesteak line and make an appointment at Heart and Paw with you. And I think that's okay. I I just wanna keep it more positive if we could. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what's the bottom line? I mean, when you're giving splish splash, I'm taking a bath and it's a cat or a dog, what are a couple tips that you can share so we don't get water in their ears? And I know the dog has to do the shake. I think it's needed, right? Yeah.
2: The most important thing when you're bathing at home is to make sure you actually rinse really well. Okay, good. A lot of people don't rinse. Even some groomers don't rinse enough. Okay. You want to make sure that when you gently squeeze the coat, including the ears and the feet, that the water that runs out between your fingers is clear. Oh. Not okay. cloudy, not sudsy. You want it to be clear. And if there's any kind of residue left, that water is going to look cloudy. And then with the ears, it's not so bad to get water in the ear as long as there's no ongoing infection, as long as you follow it up with a ear cleaner. Oh, okay. One that witch hazel is a great ingredient i try to, to get the alcohol free kind okay. if you have a dog and a cat at home you just want to be aware that witch hazel is not safe for cats okay good so macillar water ear cleaner is better for them
1: yeah and i do know there's some veterinary approved products out there in fact we're sponsored by pet king brands the makers of oratine and zymox for yes. um and so i'm just saying they're veterinary approved so look for veterinary approved right And work with your veterinarian.
2: Yeah, and Zymox actually has a great ear cleaner. They have great products.
1: Okay, good. Well, they're happy. Maybe they'll renew. (laughs) Thank you. You want to do a shout out to your personal pets? Who do you have?
2: I have eight.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. We have only a half hour left. Just kidding. Shout them out. Let's see see if you can do it. Do it.
2: Okay. So I have Kuda, Lenny, Capel, Tyrion, Elliot, Russo, Danbury, and Keith.
1: Okay. All dogs, giraffes, cats, what? All
2: dogs. All dogs, three Cocker Spaniels, two Poodles, a Bashan, a Lakeland, and a Rescue Saffy Bull Terrier, who's 17.
1: (laughs) Aw, that's awesome. Any last message you want to share to make sure that we do pay attention to our pets?
2: You know, pets are family too, obviously. And um, we definitely want to make sure that they get something special and make sure, you know, no poultry bones i know everybody says it but no poultry bones
1: (laughs) good helen i really appreciate you being on the show but more importantly i appreciate what you're doing because it is an art but it's also a science and you're trying to make sure you find things you're keeping pets healthy and all of us know what it's like to have a spa day and i think you make sure it's a spa day and that's that's not bad right <laughs> no not at all <laughs> so people dash over to heart and paw right dot com yep. heartandpaw.com after heart the show paw. i also want to do a shout out to my producer mark winter he's the executive producer of pet life radio we are the largest radio network on the planet he is a surgeon of sound do your dogs need grooming right mark have an ease. what do you think of that helen
2: they're really cute the official dog of cuba yeah and they're actually re- they're uh, we think of bichons as little white fluffy dogs but havanises are bichons too because bichons are type, like a retriever
1: oh and i think he's uh, i think mickey's a very spoiled havanese hopefully right mark yeah <laughs> all right everybody please check out all the shows on pet life radio go to my site ardenmore.com and i have a big ask Could you please consider going on and subscribing to my YouTube channel? I have over 400 videos now. Just go to Arden Moore on YouTube. You'll make me a happy camper. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, well-groomed, Arden Moore, saying uh, just two words to all you two, three, and four leggers out there. Oh, behave!